Ah. Ooh, that burns. All right, well, welcome. This is the uh, Whiskey Friday podcast. With us, you got uh, Patriot Aaron, myself, and Patriot Mike over here. Folks, are we doing tonight? <laughs> this is our first podcast, so bear with us. Um, but pretty much, we're just going to kind of go off the cuff on some things. Um, so, a little bit of background. Whiskey Friday started about, oh, I don't know, maybe a year ago. Uh, myself and uh, Patriot Mike, neighbors, drank whiskey a lot. Then it became, uh, we were only allowed to do it on Fridays uh, because of our wives. And then so little by little, we turned this into a big uh, big ordeal and we just, uh, we rolled with it. So what you're hearing right now is some background noise. We're on the um, driveway of my house. And uh, so you're gonna hear cars, you're gonna hear uh, people scream. You might hear a cat um, every so often, might hear a dog bark, but. You might hear me yell at someone to slow down. Yeah, um, you're, you're gonna just hear some stuff, but we're gonna try to get you some good content and go from there. So um, I guess what we'll start with, dude, is obviously sports are kind of a big thing. Um, and it stems from the Kenosha deal. We'll get into Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin here in a little bit because uh, there's a lot to talk about that. But uh, the sports, uh, we'll, we'll get off on that foot right away. What we don't want to do is talk about the DNC and the RNC because um, uh, what you'll learn from us is that we're pretty uh, outspoken conservatives. We don't really care. Um, so what what we're gonna do is talk about the sports, and I'll let you start off, Mike. I mean, you you you're pretty um, upset about this whole thing. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a huge sports fan. Baseball is my life. I've grown up playing baseball. Love watching baseball. You know, my uncles had season tickets to the Angels since you know I could remember. And uh, with everything that's going on right now with sports and you know, these, these overpaid athletes that, you know, want to talk about social injustice and, you know, we're, you know, we're so oppressed and really making, you know, millions of dollars a year to play a, a game that are paid for by the fans, <laughs> but yet you're oppressed. And now you want to boycott games and you want to, you know, you want to, you know, take a knee during the national anthem and, and you want to do all this stuff to show your solidarity and, you know, you're, you know, being united as one, but yet do you not remember who pays your salaries? Well, okay. And it's not only that, right? It's literally, they're not, it's not like they're forfeiting salary and taking a stand. No. They just pushed the games back two days. Exactly. So they're not losing any money. They're not losing any money. Uh, and it's, it's funny. It, it's like, all right, I'm going to boycott this game. So the owner goes, okay, are you going to boycott your salary too? Well, no. N- no. No, I'm uh, not going to well, do that. Are you going to play tonight? No. Okay, well, here, here's the deal. How about you boycott tonight? I support you, but I'm going to donate your tonight's salary to uh, some charities, some Black Lives charities. No, hold on. No, we're going to play in a couple days. We'll get back to it. We're just going to take a vacation. Right. Right now. And no, you can't give my money away. And guess what? 
Two days of boycotting? Is racism fixed? Nope. <laughs> Didn't do a damn thing. I mean, is anything, you know, these these basketball players and baseball players and football players wearing Black Lives Matter and, you yeah. know. Up oh, on their arrest, jerseys. arrest the cops that, you know, killed Breonna Taylor. Is that going to bring Breonna Taylor back? No, absolutely not. No. Is that going to change the way that less than 1% of law enforcement does their job? Absolutely not. Nope. But they want to put themselves on this, you know, higher than thou pedestal. Well, and here's the thing is like, so I want to get really mad at, at these ball players. I want to get really mad at them. Because basically what sports is about, hold on, I'll let this car pass. It, that's a uh, Toyota. Um, what, what sports was always about was that was most people's getaway, right? So what, who are they hurting in, in sense? Because you have like, like-minded people like ourselves that are just going to say, you know what? Screw sports. We're done with it. I haven't watched a single. Nope. Baseball game. And honestly, the rate it's going, game. I might not ever watch another game again, and I'm not going to be pissed about it. But here's the thing is, like, you have 12-year-old, 14-year-old little boys, right, 10-year-old little boys that look up to LeBron James, that look up to Damian Lillard, that look up to Victor Oladipo, and, like, all these badass basketball players, right, or, or even the baseball players, Mookie Betts. Uh, Gene Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge, all all these, all these. Wait, uh, wait a minute, you forgot the best player in baseball. Mike Trout, yeah, but Mike Trout's not. I, he, you haven't really heard his oh, name no. in this whole thing. No, because he's but, he's not that type of guy. Well, we we don't know. I mean, but here's the deal. Basically, them sitting out is hurting them. They're having these rough days at school. If they're if they're truly dealing with systematic racism during school and all this sweat, which is a, a complete fallacy. Oh, yeah. But if they're really, truly dealing with that, what's the one thing they're going to hope for when they get home from school? To be able to sit down and watch their favorite basketball player, you know. Play hoops. Play hoops. And guess what they can't watch now? Their favorite basketball player play hoops. They can't watch them play anymore. Right. So they're literally hurting their fans. Yeah. That's it. Because what it all boils down to is they're not doing this because of they they really believe that this stuff is happening. They're doing this because the media is telling them to do it. The media is telling them to do it. And um, so here, here's a good thing, right? Um, if you guys are uh, listening, look up the LeBron James interview where he brings out the Malcolm X book, uh, it was a few days ago. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, uh, when, when this stuff happened with Jacob Blake um, and the cops, LeBron James comes out in a post-game interview, or uh, one of those interviews, and he, he's holding the Malcolm X biography. And he's trying to look, you know, black man, Proud to be black, all this stuff. So basically, he sits down and he gets this layup of a question. And the question was, um, oh, see, so you're holding the Malcolm X book. Um, you know, hey, cool. So LeBron James answers the question. Very easy question. Follow-up question. 
a lady uh, reporter who probably doesn't have a job anymore asks LeBron James, oh, LeBron, I see, you know, you're holding that Malcolm X biography. Mm-hmm. What's your biggest takeaway from that, from that book? His answer, literally, and go look it up, no joke. Uh, 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 well, I, I, I just started reading it a couple days ago. I'm only a few pages in. But, you know, I've, I've been reading notes on it, like, uh, my whole life. And, uh, because he's oppressed because he's oppressed. Yeah. So he's like, and, uh, you know, Malcolm X was just a great man. Malcolm X was a great man. Uh, yeah, yeah he was just a great man. You know, he, he, he fought for what is right. He's a great man. That's literally all I could ask. Like anyone with a brain that grew up in our era. Oh yeah. Knows who Malcolm X was. What LeBron James doesn't know is before Malcolm X passed away, he literally said, and it, this is in his biography at the end of it, he literally said the white male liberal or the white liberal is the worst enemy to a black man. Literally said it. And he said he, the way he explained it was the conservative is a wolf, the liberal is a, is a fox. At least if you're a bunny rabbit, the wolf is going to say, hey, fuck you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to tell you to your face, too. Yeah. Sorry for cursing. The fox is going to pretend to be your friend. Mm-hmm. And then right at the end of it, you know, uh, when you're friends, then he turns his back and kills you. All right. So literally, he, he figured that out at the end of his life, and he, he said it a bunch. But... A lot of these BLM activists and these these fake activists, these wannabe, like, using Martin Luther King uh, Jr.'s name in vain, um, all this stuff, dude. They have no idea what they're talking about. Or see, Martin Luther King did it the right way. The, he did it the right he way. He protested peacefully. And, and that's the thing is, like... You know, he, he fought for what he believed was yes. right. And he went about it the right way. He, he got his ass whooped. He was, yeah, he wasn't burning cities to the ground. No, and he, he wasn't made sure ass- it didn't happen. He wasn't assaulting. He made sure stand your ground. That is all he wanted. Stand your ground. Not go after people. And that's what that's what's so crazy. And it makes you think that what are they they teaching these kids in school? But regardless, LeBron James had no idea what he was talking about. Wants to be this, he wants to be the face of this fucking activism thing. So here's my thing, right? Just imagine for a second that the Malcolm X book, his biography, the first three pages, right? First three pages was Malcolm X growing up. Mm Mm-hmm. And LeBron James was reading it for a few days. He got through the first three pages. And he said, okay, you know, Malcolm X growing up, blah, 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 blah. Went through it. What if he actually read those first three pages and that the lady, you know, the female reporter said, hey, what's your biggest takeaway? LeBron James, if he was a smart man, would have been like, not being through the whole book, could have been like, hey, everybody knows what Malcolm X is about. He had the great speeches, marches, activism, all this stuff. But my biggest takeaway was, did anyone know when Malcolm X was 12 years old? 
he got kicked out of school for just for being black and he had to walk home in three miles kids spit on him all this stuff and he goes you know like went home to his mom cried and his mama told him like hey this is gonna happen but you got to be strong and never give up that's my biggest takeaway is never give up never give up. i mean would anyone think twice that he's never read that full book though no they would have never thought twice. No, they would have been like, oh, that, yeah. that mother effer has not read a single page of that stuff. No. He does not care. No. So Absolutely you can't tell not. me he doesn't, he cares. No. If he cared about people in general, he'd care about the people over in China. I mean, come on. Get the F out of here, man. Are we not allowed to cuss? I've already cussed twice, so. Yeah, but you're like kind of. I don't know. I don't know what. Well. Frick. I don't know what kind of uh, podcast we want this to be yet. I mean, it's a real podcast. It's us. All right. Well, fuck it. <laughs> we're we're going live. No, no, no. This isn't. Well, this is live. But when people listen to it, it won't oh, be live. Yeah. I was doing the bill already, I think. Yeah. All right. So one thing we didn't explain, and what you're going to learn about this podcast is we go way off topic a lot. But, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Because um, what we want this to be is just. We want you guys to be able to, like, sit in your house and drink some whiskey and listen to a podcast and just, like, pretend that you're with a bunch of buddies. So um, what you heard in the beginning was us popping a bottle of whiskey and then pouring it into our glasses and clinking our glasses. So um, usually we drink Lead Slinger. That is uh, one of our favorites. And we like to stick to veteran-owned uh, uh, brand uh, whiskeys. Uh, I don't know why. I think it's because you can actually taste freedom in their whiskeys Abs- and that's absolutely. something. But um, with that being said. Either that or some of them also have like liberal tears in it. That's true. Which is always good. Liberal tears are always good. So this one is a uh, have a shot of freedom whiskey, small batch uh, bourbon. And it literally, if you want to um, go get some of their whiskey, uh, I know we got ours at... Uh, what total wine and more in um vegas in uh, vegas but they have a website have a shot of freedom.com so um go there it is really good though it is actually really good it comes with a little dog tag both my kids have uh the dog tags running around and then um it's good stuff man just so you know none of these whiskeys are sponsors there were just no we're no, just no big no. friends of them you know big fans of them yeah I say friends we're not friends but no big fans of their whiskey yes and, so you know you're gonna hear maybe us Maybe later on down the line, we can talk to them and, yeah. you know, they can become sponsors. There's but. about five sponsors that I would love to have on here, but, well, I mean, that's that's neither here nor there. I, here's the thing is we don't know the rules of what we can or yeah. cannot say, so we'll figure that out. As we go. As we go. Um, I guess once we get our first lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> You're going to take this couch we're sitting on in my driveway? Good luck. You need to take my, uh, my 2012 MacBook? Yeah. Hey. He's got a PS4. No joke. Uh, but we're going to have another uh, whiskey here in a little bit, too, um, because actually that was almost the last of our uh, Have a Shot of Freedom whiskey. So, all right. So um, anything about else about the protests you could think of, man? I mean, it really is just uh, it's a downer. Um, I'm not in the cancel culture realm. Uh, because I'm not going to yell at anyone for watching their sports because I yeah. get it. No, like no, no. some people love it. And I've never, I mean, me and you have talked, uh, 
plenty of times, and if uh, you, being one of my better friends, never or decided to watch football this year, I wouldn't no. be mad at you. One thing that we we really love and hate about each other is I'm a Yankees fan. He's an Angels fan. I'm a Giants fan. He's a Cowboys fan. So we really don't like each other when it comes to uh, sports. About 90% of the year. But now it sucks because we have to like each other all the time because we have no sports. Yeah. And I don't like that. I like having that little love-hate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just – I don't – honestly, guys, I don't, I don't miss it. I no. don't miss it. I'm not missing it at all. I'm and not. It, it just – it sucks because – my brother is uh, up in some big house in Fountain Hills having his fantasy draft party. You know, he's he's doing his thing and having a blast. And uh, he called me from there earlier, you know, asking how to make a drink and all this stuff. And I'm I'm jealous because I'm not hanging out with a bunch of fun people. But I'm not jealous that he's at a fantasy draft. And yeah. I, I used to get jealous at that portion of it. Like, oh, that sounds fun because they used to go to Vegas. A lot, and with COVID and all that stuff, they're not really going. But I don't, I don't know. Man. I mean, this I, is I just, the first. This is the first year. I'm not going to play in my league. Yeah, yeah, in no fantasy at all for me. And I play. Years. I play fantasy baseball, yeah. hockey, and football. So, and I'm not playing any of them. Yeah, I mean, this is our. I think the tenth year of our league, or eleventh year of our league, and this is the first year I'm not going to. Not gonna play in it, and it sucks. It, you know, the it's kind of like called a, me and was like, "Hey, you playing?" And I'm like, "I don't think so." Said, "I think I'm, uh, I'm done." Yeah, I would like to see um, some of these. Like, I would love to see the figures at the end of the year, because obviously fantasy football is the number one fantasy. Oh yeah. But I would love to see, like, at the end of it, um, what if they've lost money? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to. You don't think a lot of people have stopped? I, Dude, I, I've heard a lot of people say they're not playing this year. Yeah, there's a lot of people that say that. But when it comes down to the True. nitty-gritty, True. they're going to be like, yeah, well, you know, yeah. I'm not going to watch the games, but I'll, but I'll play. Yeah. No, you're not. If you're playing fantasy football, you're watching football to see how your players I are I know doing. I would. Oh, hell yeah. That's like going and putting a parlay down and not watching the games. Yeah. Like, you're going to at least watch the scores on your phone. And believe it or not, watching the scores on your phone is supporting – it regardless so it, it it's a tough world we live in because like i st- i honestly i'm gonna tell you right now i have not what watched one minute of baseball basketball or hockey but i'm not gonna tell you i haven't paid attention to those tickers coming on my phone oh yeah I, yankees I like- win i think the yankees have lost like seven in a row you know what <laughs> <laughs> what he was trying to say was fuck them. Fuck them. I don't care, dude. I'm going to get this tattoo scribbled out on my arm. You know the one you know the one sport I have watched? Hockey or uh, golf. golf. Fucking golf. Golf. I watched Tiger suck a dick today. I didn't watch Tiger today. I he sucked. I was napping, I think. Dude. So, me and my dad um I bought and I'll let you know this. Um, I bought a subscription to NBC Sports. Oh. $65 for the whole year. Well, that's not bad. No. But I get all the golf I want. All the golf. And guess what? Literally the whole reason my dad and mom came down 
My dad didn't tell my mom this. My my dad told my mom like he wants to see the kids. No, he doesn't. He wanted to come down and hang out with me and watch golf. Literally. So he got to my house about 10 a.m. Uh, we're over here on the West Coast. So, you know, um, I think tea off, everyone was teeing off right around 10 and Tiger teed off around 11. Um, but on NBC Sports Gold, um, you get the featured gr- groups. So uh-huh. literally, you watch six people. Yeah. That's it. You watch two groups all day. So we watched... Um, it was Tiger and Bubba, and then um, I love Bubba, Hispanic kid. Oh God, Sergio? no, 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 no! He's not a kid anymore. Come on. Uh, now, did you ever watch Gold Rush? That show on uh, on A and E? Yeah. No. Oh, he looked like one of those kids, Parker Schnabel, whatever. Um, I'll tell you his name here in a second. So it was those two and uh, um, this kid. And then the other was um, Rory was in. Oh, wow. Um, which kind of sucked because Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas were in another group that were playing. And I wish they were one of the feature groups. But they were one of the feature groups on Thursday. So they didn't get Friday. <coughs> so, um so you have Dustin Johnson, Roy McIlroy. Um, I'll tell you here in a second. Oh yeah, Ortiz. Carlo, oh, Carlos, Carlos Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah, young kid, dude. Played good golf. He had a plus four today. Ended with a plus four, but he's like on that fringe of not making it next week. Oh, to the cut. To the cut. Well, because there's no cut this weekend. You know oh, that? Not? No, because it's like a last week there was 120 players, and that's like a quarterfinal. And after and they had a cut in that. Oh, okay. But depending on points at at, at the end of the weekend, you have to be in the top 70 for FedEx points. Oh, okay, okay. So it's so a- then this weekend though, there's no cut. All 70 play throughout the weekend. Right. And then you get cut down to the top 30 next weekend which will be the fedex championship oh okay so you had them and then um should i probably couldn't even tell you the other two that played with rory unless i like it catches my eye um but colin morikawa played like shit um jason day played like shit but some of these guys don't need to. Like Justin Thomas, he played like shit, but he's in next weekend regardless. Yeah, because he's got the points. But like uh, this uh, Carlos Ortiz kid, he's like at uh, – last I saw he was at 59th, and he has to get top 30. Uh, to make it. But here's the deal. Like he'll be sitting at 59 and getting pars, and one guy bogeys, and all of a sudden he's at 43. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, you could jump that fast. Oh, it, yeah. It, it's – when you get into that, the 30th, 31st to, or 30th to the like 70th range, yeah. those points are so close. Oh, it, yeah. It just, it'll jump real fast. So, um, you have these these guys. John Rom played like crap, but I think he's in. How oh, Berger. Do? He was, no, Berger was with Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson. But what'd you say? I said, how'd Tiger do? So, Tiger shot like a mother. I'm like plus six today. Holy shit. But you know what the leader's at right now for two days? What would you guess? Is it a tough course? Where are they playing? 
It is a tough course. Olympia Fields North Course. I'm going to say plus three. For the leader? Yeah. No, it's minus one. Oh. I don't know. I've seen... I've seen... Uh, so, here's the I've thing. I've seen rounds like we watched. We watched these guys golf today. And you had... So, the, the two groups. You had Rory McIlroy, Bubba Watson, Tiger Woods, and then some young guns. Could not hit... Like, could not do anything. Rory would fucking masterfully beautiful. Birdie. Next hole, bogey. Drop it right away. So, then, like... When my dad was, like, seeing those scores, he's like, I understand now. Because he usually pops, watches every day. He'll record during the day, and then he'll come home and watch it at night. But he wasn't able to yesterday. Um, obviously, he was on the road. Um, but he's like, now I understand. I saw shots 140 yards out, right? They would hit. 40 feet in front of the hole, bounce past the hole, roll up past the hole, over the green, over the ridge, down the ridge in. Just roll. They would just not stop rolling. Some fast greens. So the fringe was shaved almost like a green. Ah. The rough was like seven inches long. You couldn't see their shoes. So it was a tough course. It was a tough course. And you literally had maybe like a three-foot fringe. Sounds like like, uh, like Los Lagos. No. Where you lose those balls. I played Los Lagos today. Flowers are dying. I found everything today. Oh. <clears throat> How many balls did you lose? One. I played, yeah, I only played the, the what, 16 holes? 16. Yeah. So. Still not bad, though. What no. shoot? Uh, 100. On 16? No. No, I guessed the last two. Oh, okay. I, bogey, I bogeyed myself the last two on, because on, my back nine, I was on fire, dude. I think I doubled, or I singled, and I gave myself a single and then a double. I'll, uh, I'll look. And I gotta change my handicap stats. Well, you can't do that. No, on uh, swing you, you can. Oh. Yeah, I'm not talking easy golf. I didn't even check my handicap lately. You know, I literally have like one birdie in my entire life right now. <sighs> it went down. It's twenty-three point six. It's going down. I don't know. Um, Mine's not even loading. I need another ice cube up. <clears throat> Are you ready or no? Yeah. All right. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. You gotta explain what I'm doing right now. So right now, what uh, what Patriot Aaron's doing is he's uh, he's going back into the uh, garage, getting us another uh, big ice cube for the uh, glasses, because uh, we're running a little low. Ice cubes are melting. It's, it's hot out here. It's uh, still 102 at 9:15 at night. That's uh, the fort for you. All right, so. Oh. They're having a little party out there. They always have little parties out there. I know. But they never party with us. 
And then what you just heard now is old ice cubes going out to the street. You want the rest? Uh, that's one. Uh, that might be two. I'm going to pour that. That's one. So, all right. Next. So, Patriot Mike just um, killed the rest of the have a shot. I'm opening up the America small batch bourbon. We kind of stick to the bourbons. I don't know. Uh, I just, I like them better. I went from a scotch to an Irish whiskey to a rye whiskey. Now I'm all about the bourbons. Yeah. Um, and again, they're not sponsoring us, but I want to say Grunt Style. This is the one owned by Grunt Style. Is it owned by Grunt Style or are they just like affiliated? I with think they're owned by Grunt Style. Yeah, because I think if you go to GruntStyle.com, the you, shirt that you're wearing. The shirt that I'm wearing. The, uh, says Whiskey Helps. Whiskey Helps shirt. So, um, Which might be coming off here soon because it's hotter than the devil's Yeah, dick. but it's like whatever you do right now, it's holding your sweat in. Yeah. If you take it off, then you're going to get all itchy on the couch like I am right now. Um, but uh, North Charleston, South Carolina. I mean, American-made, man. I mean, how do you go How do you go wrong? There's stars and stripes on the thing, for Christ's sake. All right. Oh, this is a... So, Have a Shot is actually bottled in Spring Valley, California. Oh, down, down San Diego County. I mean, that's right down the road from us. That is. It's literally right Maybe down the road. we should take a drive. Maybe. All right. I'm All right. Down. So where were we at? My scoring average is a 101.4. All right. So. Why is it showing? Oh, it's showing. No, that's not it. I hope my score saved today, man. But anyways, um, Los Lagos was a course we really started with. Is that okay? Um, today, we started with when we started golfing, and then um, we kind of... Oh, no, so I shot a 98, and I even gave myself a double and a... Uh, a bogue? A, a double and a bogey. So, I mean, look, you could see... I shot a 46 on the back and a 52 on the front. Look at this, though. Double, 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 oh, double, double. God. But then I started getting it. I Like, my irons got a lot better because my irons were killing me. So I started hitting the that's singles. That's not a double. That's like a... What? No, those are putts. The, the dots? Yeah, but I'm saying the... The squares are doubles. That's a triple. Mm -mm. If, that, if that's a five, par five, and you shot a nine... That's four over. Oh, yeah. So that's a quadruple bogey. Yeah, so I don't even think they can make more than two squares. No. So that, but if you look after that is when I settled in to my bogeys. Because look, bogey, and then I had one more double for the rest of the time. And then I, I gave myself a, bo a double on 17. Right. Because you know why? I was driving by 17, and I remembered 17. And I was like... I suck on this on this hole. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be fair. Give myself a double. I didn't play the last two rounds, but then I did that. But look, 
Not one three putt today. I actually, no, honestly, I no, was like I'm doing really good. Proud of you. It's yes. good for you. Um, it's big I, for I changed the way I was putting. Um, I changed the way I did. I'm standing over the ball more, and I'm more kind of like rigid with my um, my motion. So I can, I can, and, and then I, uh, another thing is I'm not going too far back on my push. Yeah. I'm, I'm only pulling back a little bit, but I'm pushing more. Mm. So I, that way I have more control and I'm not opening the club face. Right. Because as you know, my biggest issue when I play is I open the club face because I want to swing like a damn freaking softball and hit it to right field. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I do the same thing. That's why I've got a nice little slice. I don't, I don't think you can call ours slices anymore. When we hit way that, that far right, I mean, it's just a, it's a goner. It's just a horrible golf It's shot. just a goner. So is, is, uh, is your dad still refusing to play with you because you suck? Yes. Yep. Had that talk today. Did you? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's why we love Frank. Yes. He wants, me to, he wants me to shoot consistent 90s, true 90s. Which I'm actually I'm not that far off. I'm really not. No. Like but high, it, like high nineties or low nineties. Nineties. He said nineties. So like if you but shot, it, but like if your it, next your next five rounds were a ninety eight. Ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety five, ninety nine, and if he it, what he wants to do is look me in the eye and say were they true, and if I say yes, then he'd be like all right, let's go, he'll play, because he even tells me his buddy. For the last, I mean, 40 years that he's playing golf at Dobson Ranch, his, his golf club, he still doubles and triples all the time. Like, he is just not an athletic person. So, he pretty much he knows the Dervage gene, right? We have, I mean, some people are athletic, some people aren't. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. He's like, if you're shooting real 90s and you're not lying about it, I mean, and that, that means a lot of things because – what he's talking about is 80% of the time he plays, it's a tournament that he's playing in. Yeah. He doesn't go out and play like we do right now. Right. He doesn't go out and get a 7.30 tea time, drink a bunch of beers, and go. They go out and play, and then they drink a bunch of beers afterwards. Yeah. And it's like a two-day tournament. Well, I mean, that those are his majors. Most of the time, they're one-day tournaments. Oh, really? At Dobson Ranch, yeah. Most of the time, they're, they're one-day tournaments. They, they do their thing, and then they go. And, and a lot of the times, those two days are actually three days because they have the putting contest on on Friday, and, oh, then, okay. and then they do the Saturday-Sunday thing. But he's like, that even means if you're on a rock and you kind of roll it, like you can't do that in a tournament. Yeah. So he just wants me to play true golf. So what he's saying is if you've got that bad lie in the dirt. Mm-hmm. And you're going to move it onto the fairway or into the rough, then yeah. you're going to take a stroke. You either do one of two or one of two things: you hit it where it lies, or, or you, you take, take the stroke. drop. Yeah. You you play the lateral or whatever, you know, and and take the actual stroke. But a lot of the times, I mean, even now we'll give each other like we we heel one off the drive and it goes twelve feet to the left. Pretend you didn't see that. Yeah. No, that doesn't work. Yeah. In a tournament. Yeah. No, if you do that, 
you're screwed. You're taking you're he, taking your second shot from twelve told feet me, off the tee box. He told me, dude. He goes, the tournament next year, the father son tournament in Prescott is, um, I think it's in May or something like that. And he goes, you have that long to get ready because everywhere you go, you're gonna have families following you. He's like, it's not a PGA tour like where you have massive fans. But you're going to have families that are with the father-son groups, and they're going to follow you. So be ready to play in front of people. And I'm like, oh, good. Today, I linked up with this 80-year-old cat, man. This cat was awesome. Duke. Duke was his name. I'm like, dude, you're an American hero, Duke. Why? I don't know. But your name's Duke, and you're 80, so you got to be. Right? He had 32 clubs in his bag. <laughs> Not even joking. This guy had his driver that he bought out of a trunk. Told me, told me the story. Bought it out of a trunk for 25 bucks. It was a ping. Bought it for 20. I, I don't know where he, where he, like, hey, what are you doing, Duke? Where's this club dealer? Yeah. Did you go fight the Nazis and find a ping golf club? Like, I don't know. Anyways. So he had that. He had a seven wood, a five wood, a three wood. He had a a two iron, a three iron, a three hybrid, a four iron, a four hybrid, a five iron, a five hybrid, a six, seven, eight, and nine iron. He had a pitching wedge, a gap wedge, uh, a 60 degree, a 56 degree, and a 52 degree. And then he had two putters. No joke. I think that's illegal. Oh, you're only allowed 14 clubs, man. We already went over that a long time ago. Like 12 clubs ago. Yeah. Like he had it all. And it was hilarious. How heavy was that bag? That bag had to have weighed more than he did. It was on the cart. And I'm telling you, that thing was going slower than me. Was it like sagging in the back? Oh, man. Uh, Dude, I saw sparks flying following him. (laughs) 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 No, but... (laughs) He hit this guy. Swung, if you picture an eighty-year-old swinging a club, that's exactly what this guy did, and he hit it, two hundred yards, dead nuts, every fucking hit. Dead nuts. I'm and then it. I get up there, and he's like, "Hey, why don't you try this?" And I'm like, "Okay." Fing. Who the hell is this guy? So. Why am I paying JJ? So Duke literally has worked at all of these golf courses, Laughlin Ranch, El Rio, Los Lagos, all of these golf courses. Worked at all of them as a volunteer since he retired. Huh. He, he said he would still be working at Laughlin Ranch, but they got rid of all their volunteers because like some, whoever bought them out, they have to pay everybody now. There's no volunteers allowed, uh-huh. which is very weird. But anyways, yeah. he works at Los Lagos for three hours a week. Three hours, one day a week. Unlimited golf. You know what I'm. Th- you know what I'm thinking. So I thought that the same exact time he told me, but this guy's been playing golf for years. Anyways, he s- blows at irons. Blows sucks. You you give him a fucking seven wood, and he's putting it on. I mean he. He lays up on par fours because he can't hit it that far. 
where we're trying to get there, but guess what? The guy was shooting a plus one when I left. A plus one and he had two holes left. So we're going to say Duke played even. Duke is a badass. Because all he relies on his chipping game. Ah. Because he lays up. That's all he does. He's like, all I need to do is get it in that fringe. He's like, I get it in that fringe, I'll put it. And he did. He did. He bogeyed probably four or five holes, but he birdied a lot. He bur- Obviously, he birdied three or four holes, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, if he was only plus one at 16. Yeah. And it was great. We, for some for some reason, we... We passed the the back, the front nine, <clears throat> went into the back. We played ten, and then we got on eleven. And I think eleven's that par five. And uh, so that par five was probably my best hole. I drove a stinger, and it probably would have went like two forty, but it got stuck at two twenty because uh, there was a sprinkler on in the middle, and we saw it. <sighs> Like it, it hit the ball and it just went. Oh, the water hit it. The water hit it. <clears throat> Those heavy ass sprinklers. Yeah. And I'm like, shit. Why couldn't the sprinkler go like that way and just like give it a little lift? Um. So we uh, we ended we ended up hitting it. So I had like three, no, two eighty five left, something like that. I'm like, all right. So I'm sitting, perfect lie. There's a little hill right in front of me. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm like, hey, Duke, driver off the deck. He's like, hell no, I'm doing three wood. <laughs> I was like, all right. So driver off the deck. He's like, do whatever you want, man. He, dude, this guy was so cool. So I'm like, all right. So I set up. Bink. Dude, this shot went like this. It literally went like right where I aimed it and curved right, right towards the green, dude. Rolled, drove up to it. I was 40 yards from the hole. It was like perfect. If I would have hit that any harder, if I if I would if I was able to hit harder, let's just say that, right? Right. If I was You'd able have been to, on the green. Yeah. And my issue is not hit actually hitting hard. It's getting my swing right. It's hitting it straight. If for us, it's it's if we can get our swing down and swing through the ball and hit it better, we're going to add 60, 70 yards to our, our drives. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we, we've had those times in Los Lagos where we were close to 300s. Yeah. I mean, we, so we, we gauged it out. But now that I'm, like, taking some off and I'm making sure my swing's getting right, I'm, I've lo- I'm 220. 220 normal. But anyways, um, I put it up. Boom. Had a fucking birdie putt. And I two-putted it. Is it my par, though? No, bogey. No, that was my par. That, yeah, that was my yeah, par. Yeah, if you were on for a birdie yeah. putt, then... Yeah, yeah two-putted. That was my birdie putt. Or, uh... It just... God. It sucks. Yeah. But this guy just lays up, man. He lays up every drive, and he just hits it, and he just gets it closer and closer to the hole. 
And I'm like, man, if we took that approach, but our approach every time is like, I'm going to get it to the hole right now. Hey, dude, you're 480 from the hole. No. I'm driving the green. I'm driving the green, bitch. It's because we're young. Yeah, so El Rio doesn't allow you to book one one tea time online. You have to book two. Really? Yeah. So I booked two. For when? Sunday. I know. I can't go. No. Especially now. Wife, wife will kill me. Yeah. Um, so I don't know who to ask, man. Call uh, Kyle. Or Damien. Maybe. Kyle actually wanted to golf this weekend. <laughs> but I told him that I had plans. I don't even know if I have Kyle's number, man. Oh, did you see this guy passed away? Yeah. Black Panther? Yeah. You know who? You know what else he played? Jackie, played Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. In 42. Dude. Yeah, so. Stage 3 colon cancer. Yeah, and no one knew. It sucks, man. That's what, uh, what was it, Patrick Swayze had colon cancer? Yep. It's like colon cancer takes you, man. There's no getting out of it. No. There's no. Even the rich. Even yeah. the rich. There's no. I mean, shit. If you can't get colon cancer cleaned up in Wakanda. What? What are you laughing at? Because <laughs> we're talking about a. All right. Fake so, land. In all reality, I don't care what you're point of views are I don't wish that on anybody man I don't wish that on anybody or their family that's a terrible thing it's a terrible way to die well it's here's painful. the deal you would it's... think with all the money we've given that there's got to be a cure yeah and just maybe colon cancer there's not dude I mean because you see if you see famous people die from one thing it's colon cancer it's cancer in general yeah, no, I mean, man, motherfucker, Magic Johnson had AIDS. Like, not HIV, he had AIDS. Full-blown AIDS. Full-blown. And he got out of it. That's what money does. But obviously, money doesn't work for colon cancer. Man. I mean, shit. But regardless, I mean, 43 years old, I love this cat. And he's been fighting it. For he played Black Panther like a like a badass man. Yeah. I mean, he, this dude was badass. He what, was a badass. What they say? He's been fighting it for four years. Yeah. So I mean, he's fil- He had to have filmed Endgame, right? In it. That's. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know the exact uh, MCU, the Marvel comic universe, or university, whatever it is. I don't know the exact years, but fuck, man. But just for him playing Jackie Robinson, he gained a lot of respect from the, like, especially the sports world, man. They all loved him. Yeah. He was a, he was a badass. And that was an awesome movie. It was, dude. It was a 42. great movie. That was a good movie. God bless Jackie Robinson, man. That's true. It was Jackie Robinson day to day. Yeah. 
Was it? Yeah. Well, that's when they... They... Uh... No, they they put the number 42 out there today. Yeah, they they because normally Jackie Robinson Day is like 3 days into the season in March. Oh. They actually they they did gotcha. the uh Gotcha. Gotcha. Like they uh post uh delayed. Yeah, they observed Jackie Robinson Day today. Gotcha. Or yeah. yesterday, one yeah. of the two days. Even yeah, though, man. Even though one of the teams that played when the uh, that's when everyone wore, wore forty two. Mm-hmm. There was there was still one player that didn't have to change his number. Yep, Mariano. Mariano Rivera, man. He was Stunt. the last active player. Yep. That was able to wear that number. Yep. And when he retired, and that what what do you do? What do you do in Monument Park? Do you put up forty two? You have to. I, how do you put up forty two? That's Jackie. That was also Mariano. Reg- regardless of how good Mariano Rivera was, and the guy was, he'll go down as the best reliever in baseball. Yeah. Ever. He's the first player in MLB history to ever be unanimously voted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Even Derek Jeter got snubbed. By one vote. Yeah. I want to find that guy still. Punch him right in his nose. So, obviously, you could tell I'm still a Yankee fan, regardless of these activist BS but do you put up 42 in Monument Park I mean I feel like you have to if you're or do you put up like a 41 plus one <laughs> I don't know I feel like you kind of have to though because it's it's Mariano, like well, and they allowed him to wear, to wear the, number. the number. Yeah, and you got to think like in all major league ballparks. Yes, they have Jackie Robinson's number, you know, as a retired, yeah. but it's always blue with a circle around it. So you always know. So you Jackie, always know that that's Jackie. Jackie Robinson has a symbol. Yeah. Yes. That's Jackie. Yeah. The blue background with the white mm-hmm. numbers. But just on a monument. On a monument, like you know, at you know Monument Park. Change it up in center field. Yeah. Like they have, you know, Jeter and Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and all these guys. They're just the regular bronze numbers. Yeah. I mean, you have to put 42 in there. Yeah. That's a tough decision. Though, I mean, right? that guy that guy won you six championships. Right. Six. Mm. Or five. No, six. Six. Wait, was he was he around in 09? I think he was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah he was. So yeah, he won. He won the Yankees six championships. So you got to like you have to put his number in Monument Park. Like there's no questions about it. And yes, am I am I a, a baseball fan? Absolutely. Am I a Yankees fan? By no means am I. I hate the fucking Yankees with a passion. But you can't help but love Derek Jeter. You can't not love Derek Jeter, and you can't not love Mariano Rivera. Yeah, just like me. I can't not love Mike Trout. Can't not love him. The guy, the guy is a stud. I mean. Best player of our generation. If you're saying you hate him, I want to know why. Yeah. So literally, let us know why. Yeah. If you hate Mike Trout, I want to know a good reason. Not because he's white. That doesn't work. A guy that, a guy that could have gone Anywhere. Anywhere. He could have gone to the Yankees and won five more championships did, with them. Uh, oh, did LeBron James stay with Cleveland? 
No. Oh, no, he didn't. Um, did Gene Carlo stay with his team? No. Oh, man. Um, man. Oh, did Mookie stay with the Red Sox? No. No. But he, he already had won a championship. Yeah, but still, he didn't he didn't stay with him. But he won a championship, right? He so, won two. Yeah. Uh, but Mike Trout, the best player in baseball. Has not been in the playoffs. Has not been in the playoffs. No. When did he come into the league? 12? He was in the playoffs in 14. They went to the playoffs in 14. They lost in the wild card round. They haven't won a playoff game. They haven't won a playoff game. So that's the thing is like even LeBron. But he still decided to stay with, even the, LeBron with the Angels. Even LeBron took Cleveland to the finals, right? The first go round? Yes. I believe so. But could never, could never close it. it out. And then he left and went to Miami. And won, won three, three championships. Then came back and won... Won the one. one with Cleveland. Against Golden State. Against Golden State, and now he's with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Like, you can't not love Mike Trout. Mike Trout and you know decided what? to stay with a team that he knew was Le- going to be LeBron, if you're, if you're listening to, to this, fuck you. You went to L.A., you will never be Kobe. Sorry. You will never be Kobe. Or Jordan. Or Jordan. I mean, f- fuck you, you China-loving piece of shit. Yeah, I'm saying it how it is, man. You communist piece of shit that doesn't know anything about anything. Shut your fucking trap. We're not cussing on this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we one more topic before we get out of here. Because we're going to actually, after this, we're going to just sit and drink and then actually BS about our own BS. Yeah. So let's talk about Wisconsin. Let's talk about Kenosha. Let's talk about the politics. Let's talk about all the bullshit. So the video comes out of, let's just call him piece of shit number one. I'm going to do it. Already did it. Who are, we ta- who are we talking about? The guy that got shot in the back by the cops. Oh, Blake. I'm not even going to say his name. Oh, sorry. I think I said his name earlier. But, yeah. So, we don't know this at the time. Turns out he's a piece of shit, but he's not now. He, all we see is a video of him walking to his car, and then the cops shoot him seven times in the back. Yes. Good job, CNN. Way to race bait. Way to start these riots up, because you guys were, have been losing on all fronts. And it, it shows in the polls, and you guys just admitted it. So, good job. Um, so, he gets shot in the back seven times. Riots break out, all this stuff. So, um, and then this is when the NBA, you know, uh, everyone starts their uh, their boycotts. Their boycotts. Of their games. We're actually, not- actually, not even boycotts, right? They're vacationing. Yeah. They're just going to take a couple of eight days of rest because they need it. And hey, I don't need to use sick time for this, do I? No. I, uh, you know what? I, they do. They they have to boycott their salaries. But they won't. No, they won't. So um, they do this, and then um, turns out 
Cops get called to a domestic dispute. They show up. This guy, piece of shit number one. Has an active warrant. Has two active warrants. That they know about. Um, that they can pull up. One is um, sexual assault. <laughs> the other, I, I, I don't want to speak on what we don't know. Because I don't want to get in a lawsuit. But I, I want to say, I think it was domestic violence. It was. I think it was domestic abuse. Or one of those. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know. We, we don't know for sure. We don't have the facts, uh, those facts right in front of us. But he get, um, and they get what, called. And from what I read was the person that called the cops was actually one of his victims. He showed up at her house. Yes. So here's the big thing is... CNN made it look like the cops got called by Jacob Blake or by somebody else. But the cops were called for the person that was getting attacked by Jacob Blake. Piece of shit number one. Well, that showed up. Yeah, that showed up and then stole her keys. Yeah, so the cops show up. They get the story. This this guy took her keys trying uh, trying to take her keys so she couldn't leave. She was trying to get out of there. Shit happens. They give this guy some demands. He doesn't comply. Re- uh, uh, wrestling happens. So then they start wrestling on the ground. This guy already has a background for not listening to the cops, for getting into it with the cops. Yep. Already has a background. Yep. So regardless of what you think, this is what happens. He was tased twice. Gets tased. That was ineffective. Gets up. Continues to walk, right? So already the cops have the right to shoot him. Yeah. Already. Especially because there's also also body cam footage or audio recordings of one of the cops telling him, drop the knife, drop the knife. Because he had a knife in his hand, supposedly. Well, Well, not at this time yet. So, basically... They already have enough interest to, to shoot this guy because he's not listening. He's fighting back. He's not listening. He, the tase did not, he did not respond to it. He gets up. He walks towards his car. The cops are still pointing their weapons at him, demanding him to stop. 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 Turn around. Don't do this. Don't do that. He opens the car door. He reaches in the car for, hey, do the cops know? No. What could it be? Could it be a gun? Could it be a knife? Could it be a, uh, uh, a cigarette? A sandwich? Like, we don't know. The cops are trained that he's reaching for a gun. He's not listening to the cops. He's not complying. They're not going to take any chances because guess what? Their lives matter too. Yep. Their lives matter too. Guess what? At the end of the night, they're going to go home to their family. And guess what? If this guy would have just complied, I'm sure his fucking piece of shit left-wing governor would have got him out of jail. Do you guys hear that? He would have been on the streets already if he would have fucking listened. But guess what? He's paralyzed. I don't want this to happen to anybody. Just listen. Guess what? Just listen. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I mean, that's all that matters. But turns out he was reaching for a knife. They found a knife in the car. 
And I know some of you are going to say, oh, it's just a knife. You know, it wouldn't hurt. You know, you got a gun. Well, you've been stabbed by a knife yet? Not only that, but there's been studies. There's been studies shown that an assailant can close distance super, super fast with a knife. Yeah. And can cause major, major damage. And guess what? Even if you get shot at, say, five feet, you still have enough wear for all that you can come and so, still yes. inflict damage even after being shot. So this brings up two points for me, right? One is the left-wing media has literally, this is their fault. I want to blame them. All the media. I'm going to blame them. I'm going to blame the left wing in, in a general because they're saying all this stuff is okay. And they have literally given the power to people to not listen to the cops. Absolutely. And I, I, I don't want to say this the wrong way, but they've given black people the power to not listen to cops. They feel like this is not it. And guess what? We can say what we want, but this shit could go deeper than any of us know. Hey, but guess, but guess Fact what? Two, but guess what? Also, if you don't, if if you're part of this BLM movement and this, you know, defund the police and all this other bullshit, hey, by all means, that's fine. I don't want to hear you call the cops when you need help. And this brings up my, my second fact. Some of these guys that are activists and, and march in the streets. They're not activists. But They're domestic no, no, terrorists. No, no. Hold on. There, there are some people out during the day. Oh, Yes. Those people. That are actually doing this. What they should do is the police departments have offered free ride-alongs. Yeah. Since I've I've known about the police officers yeah. from a baby. I've taken ride-alongs. I have too. I've I got know a lot what of, they're... I've got a lot of friends in law enforcement. Yeah, you do. I, I've, I have friends just from the military. They all a lot of military become police i have a lot of friends out there i've taken ride-alongs i i see what they're doing like when you pull like the the two most dangerous stops you can ever do or two most dangerous calls is is a domestic violence call in a, car stop. In a regular vehicle stop yep. it doesn't matter if they're going six miles an hour over the speed limit that is one of the scariest things a cop can do yeah and guess what Go right along with the cop. Hold on. That is a uh, red piece of shit, Chuck. Go right along with the cops. See what they do day in and day See, out. See what they do with. Just look at it. Would you look at that? Would you look? Well, would you just look would at that? Would you just look at that? Just watch what they do and then come up with your decision. But you guys have no idea. You guys out there in the streets that are trying to do the right thing. I'm, I, I, I love you, man. I'm with you. You're doing the right thing. Now the protesters, writers that come out at night, no. I'm not I'm not gonna stand by you one one bit. And if you come to my fucking neighborhood, I'm telling you you're gonna get shot. Alright? But you real the the real activists, the real protesters that wanna make a difference, that really see this stuff, go take a ride along with a cop. Go do your thing. Figure it out, man. Figure it out. It'll it'll change your life. I, it changed mine, and I was on the side of cops, and I was I was freaked out on a couple stops, and which turned out to be nothing, nothing. So have you read this this quote or this statement by Tony Clark? Who's Tony Clark? Or David Clark? 
the sheriff for oh, uh, yeah. Milwaukee County. Yeah, yeah. Did you read his yeah his uh uh-huh. thing? Yeah, he. Like, I mean, it's, it's. But a lot of people aren't like. Here's what I'm saying is. But like, it's true. He says it right here. When an I officer know. says, "Put your hands up," then put your hands up. Don't reach for something in your pocket, your lap, your seat. Yeah. There's plenty of reasons police officers feel threatened. There have been multiple assaults and ambushes on police officers lately. Comply with requests from the officers. You'll have your day in court. Don't mouth off. Don't fight. Don't refuse to comply. That escalates the situation. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's the truth. You'll have your day in court. When, when a cop walks up to you on a traffic stop, they are on edge. Absolutely. 100%. They are on edge. I used to work in law enforcement. I mean, I wasn't a cop, but I worked, I worked in the jail. I went on ride-alongs. I had to go transport people. Yeah. Like, going on a car stop or doing a car stop is the most scariest thing in your entire well, life. Especially at night. Because you don't know what's going on. Oh. And I'll, 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 I'll bring up a, an experience. I was on a ride-along with a buddy of mine. He's a cop out in California. He works in a, in a not-so-good department. Um, or not so good city, great department to work for, but the city that he works in, a lot of gang activity, a lot of drugs, a lot of everything. I was on a ride along with him last year, Christmas time, make a car stop, <clears throat> known gangbangers in the car, pull the guys out, cuff them up, start searching the vehicle, come to find out he's going through the vehicle and he's like, man, there's something behind this dash. I know it. I can feel it. So he starts digging, starts getting in there, finally gets back there. There's two guns mm-hmm. in the car. Well within reach of both of the guys. Yes, did the guys do anything? No, they didn't because these guys that he pulled over and we, you know, he ended up arresting, they've been in the game for a long time. They know the system. Yeah. They know what's going on. They know if they reach for the guns, it's going to be a lot longer for them. Well, not only that, but in the department that he works for, they know that they're probably going to end up dying anyways. The department that he works for, they do not mess around. They, yeah. they, will, they kick your ass and then they ask you questions. Yeah. Like they're, they're the old school, no bullshit. Yeah. But, and, and even, even with talking with my buddy who's been a cop now for almost 14 years, the guys that have been through the system that are the known gangbangers, they've been to prison those are the most polite, well-mannered people you'll ever deal with. Like when they know I'm fucked. Yes, sir. No, sir. Oh yeah. Yeah, sir. It's right. It's here. like they almost want to get like, let them go. Yes, They yeah. know, they yeah. know the system. They know, Hey, uh, and, and, and the guy even said it when, when we talked to him, you know, before we, you know, transported into the jail, you know, I, I was asking him questions. I'm like, Hey man, like, you know, why were you, you know, you're a two-time felon, like, under California's three strikes laws, you're probably going back to prison for life. Like, why'd you do it? You know, why didn't you run? He's like, it's not worth it. He goes, I know you guys are going to catch me. I can't outrun the, the, you know, the helicopter. If I get out, I know you guys are going to send the dog. It's literally live or die. Exactly. Yeah. So he's like, I might as well just roll with the punches. And yeah. he goes, there's no point in fighting because I'm probably either going to Prison in a- California is probably better than some of those Section 8 housing. Yeah. You know, he was like, there's no point in fighting because either A, I'm going to get my ass kicked or B, I'm going to end up dying. So I might as well just go back to prison. He goes, I'm, I'm, I feel more at home at prison anyways. 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that's that's true. Yeah. But, like, the true – I don't want to say the true criminal, but, I mean, I guess that's the way it is because that's what they are. The true criminals, the true gangbangers, the OGs, those guys are the most respectful to law enforcement. It's these uppity, you know, young kids that are like, my dad's a – a lawyer. I don't give a fuck what your dad is, dude. Those are the ones that are the dicks. Those are the ones that make law enforcement's job harder. Yeah. But, yeah, and I and mean, fact, that's, the, that's I not guarantee, the only... I guarantee there's more white people that make cops' lives more difficult oh, than, absolutely. than black people. And, I mean, that's, you know, that's... I, I, I've got plenty of stories like that. Because how, how many fucking white pieces of shit have you met? A lot. A lot. More, Especially, to be honest, to be it, honest with you, I've met more piece of shit white people than I have piece of shit black people. Well, yeah, same here, a hundred percent. You know, hundred I mean, percent. But the whole fact of this is, yes, does every race, color, creed, religion, sexual orientation, do they all have their bad apples? Absolutely, one hundred percent. But just because that one guy is bad doesn't mean every single one of them is bad. So it's like I was told a long time ago, right? You can build a thousand bridges and they'll call you a bridge builder. But that bridge builder sucks one dick. And he's and, a cocksucker for the rest of his life. cocksucker for the rest of his life. Yep. I mean, I mean you, you can't. But you got to stop judging people on one. And look, are there bad police officers? Yes. But it's yes. less than 1%. It is. No, I, I honestly think there's more than that. I I'm think, sure. I think there's more corrupt officers. Not not the race. Like, not the racist the, murderers. Like, here's the thing, though. Is there's not cops going out there hanging up black people. No. There's not. It's not happening. Well, there's not cops that are driving down the road going, oh, shit, there's a black guy. Let's pull him over. Yeah. Oh, shit, there's a Mexican. Let's pull him over. No. But what? They're like, oh, shit, there's a guy fucking breaking the law. Here's what happens. He ran that red light. Oh, shit, it happens to be a black guy. Here's what happens, though. In these shitty neighborhoods that have the majority of black people, low income, where there is more crime. All right? Absolutely. We're going to get real. Yeah. More crime. There is not enough cops. No. To change that. No. So defunding the police doesn't make sense. Put more cops out there. 82% of black people think there should be more cops in their neighborhood. Exactly. That, I mean, that doesn't make sense. Look at Baltimore. Baltimore's even said it. The, the go Kim Klasik. The Kim Klasik, let's go. Got your back. Yes. I wish I could vote for you. I know, right? Did you watch her little yes, her video walking through? Little video. That, dude, that shit went viral. Yeah. That shit was money. That shit was fire. But there was there was in that in that video with her, like she was asking the residents of Baltimore, like, do you yeah. think we should defund the police? Absolutely not. We should have more cops. Yeah. And and somebody said, I, I don't know who it was, so I don't want to say names or say, but it was it was in the gist of, you know, people say that the cops need to be defunded, or the cops need more training. I understand. I agree with that. But how? Number one, how do you expect to give them more training if you want to take money away from their budget? Yeah. Can't do it. Yep. And then number two, did you ever think it's not the cops that are the problem? You had 18 years 
to raise your kid to respect law enforcement and respect people. Yes. Maybe it's your fault that yeah, your kids but, are the way but they here, are. I, here's what I think, and, and Joe Rogan made a good point, right? Is just like you were in Iraq. I was in Iraq. One of the hardest things I had to deal with was a 10-year-old kid throwing rocks at us. Out of all the gore and all the bullshit I saw, a 10-year-old kid throwing rocks at us saying death to us, whatever. It sucked because I was like, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at your parents. Your parents for teaching And guess you what? That. Who taught him? His parents. And who taught him? His parents. So it... it it's a cultural thing. What, what a, happens a, is like... It's a generational... And guess what? You know, grandpa, great grandpa showed grandpa this way. Grandpa showed guess, my dad this guess way. What? My dad showed me this way. It, I'm going to show my son In these democratic cities. That's the way it is. How long have they been running the cities? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, and I'm not saying these governors or, or mayors are telling the cops to fucking be racist. It, it's just, it, it's what happens. And, and, and the black people just like, they get raised because their parents... Were accosted by cops, right? And then their parents were accosted by cops, and then it gets brought down. So they're de- they're definitely a hundred percent, thousand money million percent needs to be a change. Yeah. And, but, what you can't do is say, I'm gonna quit my job, my my multi million dollar job, for two days, and then I'm gonna get paid again. That doesn't work, man. No. You gotta do more than that. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Let, let's do this. Let's put more cops on the street. Let's give them more training instead of once every six months fucking qualifying a weapon. Let's teach them jujitsu. So when a, when, when a guy, not necessarily a black guy, when anyone tries to like get out of the cops, these cops know fucking black belt jujitsu and they're going to fucking put your wrist in a position that you don't like. And they're going to tell you, hey, don't move or I'm going to break your fucking wrist. And guess what? Instead of getting shot, you get your wrist broke. Because when you get your wrist broke... You're not gonna fucking move again, right? Well, I mean, and, there, and, I, and I mean, because how of, many times? Right now, how many times? Th- this guy, this 160 pound guy, it, he looked like a skinny, skinny motherfucker, fought off two cops. Yeah. How is that possible? If if one of those guys knew black belt jujitsu, is that guy getting up off the ground? Knew anything, any kind of martial arts. But, but that you know so, what yeah, I, no, you no, know no, what yeah. I'm saying? Is he getting off the ground? No. No. He's getting choked out. Oh, well, you can't do that anymore because George Floyd. No, no. You're allowed to get choked out. You can't put your knee in his back, which is – that's stupid anyways. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. No, no, no. I mean, you put the knee in the small of his back, okay, but don't put your knee on, the, on, his, on his fucking lungs. Yeah. Re- regardless of whatever George Floyd took before or whatever, eight and a half minutes, and the guy's not breathing and you're not doing anything about it, guess what? Fuck you. You're yeah, a piece you of de- shit. You deserve to be tried to the full extent of the law. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. But, Along with your partners. But. That should have grabbed you off of them. But is Jacob Blake not paralyzed? I know he's he's not. He's still alive. Yeah. But he's, he's paralyzed. Would he have never been shot if one of those cops knew black belt jiu-jitsu? Probably. He's, he, he's, he's in jail. No one knows a thing. No one hears anything. He got choked out, and he got handcuffed while he was coming back to, and he got put in the back of a cop car. Yeah, no, I trust me. I and then agree. he took a sexual abuser off the streets, and you were a good guy that day. 
No, it's, they, they still would have turned it in. No. Oh, they arrested no, this. No, because that this doesn't. Black, no. They arrested this black man with no. his kids in the car. No, because black, th- these black guys are getting arrested all the time, man. Uh, so, so are white people, man. I, I don't want to, like, put any race or anything to it. But these people are getting arrested. But their narrative is white cop shoots black guy. Mm-hmm. That's all they want. It doesn't matter the circumstances. It doesn't matter anything. Nope. Not at all. You know, and I, I've got a lot of buddies in law it enforcement. Fi- it and fucking a lot fits of, A lot of my buddies are actually doing their own martial arts trainings. Yeah. They're putting themselves through jujitsu. They need to. They're, That's they're, huge. They're doing, they're doing a lot of stuff on their own. And the other bad thing with this is, so my buddy I was telling you about, uh, probably about 10 years ago, he was involved in a shooting at another department that he worked at. And uh, he, you know, was put in an IA, the uh, district attorney's office, deployed their shooting team, found out, hey, it's justifiable shooting, like blah, blah, blah. But after that, he started second guessing himself on, uh-huh. a, on certain things. Like, oh, fuck, should I pull my gun out? Should I do this? Because you don't want to go through the bullshit again. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that right now is what a lot of cops are going Mm -hmm. through is with this whole George Floyd thing, the Breonna Taylor thing. And guess why cops are getting fucking blindsided? The Jacob Blake thing. A lot of cops are second guessing their training and their gut instincts because they're like, fuck, I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to get strung up on fucking murder charges. I don't want to go to jail. Yeah. let me let me not do what I know I should do and what my policy dictates that I should do. I'm going to do what I think everybody else wants me to do. Yep. And then that's when they don't come home that night. Yep. Is because they didn't listen to their instincts. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they teach you in the academy. First thing they teach you in the academy mm-hmm. is watch their hands. Yep. You don't need to watch anything else. You watch a suspect's hands. You're, you'll you'll go home at so the end of the night. So I don't care who you are. Those a suspect's hands are what is going to kill you. I don't care who you are. When you were 16, and you got your driver's license, what did they teach you? If you get pulled over, hands at 10 and 2, don't move. Yeah. And you listen to the cops. And guess what? You don't reach for anything. You don't reach for the glove compartment. If the cop asks you to see your insurance and it's in the glove compartment, you tell the cops, I'm going to reach in the glove compartment and I'm going to so get my insurance. Going, going back to and that. And they tell you, all right, nice and slow. And guess what? I learned when I, I carry a gun in my truck all the time and I've gotten pulled over uh, probably four or five times when I've carried. And every single time I cross my hands and I put it over the steering wheel. And that tells the cop right away, this guy's complying, he knows what's up. And what the, what do they ask? Hey, how's it going today? Hey, and I get nervous, and I'm like, I got a gun in, 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 over here on my left. I know. You had your hands up. I, I know you have a gun in the car. Huh. They tell you. It's Arizona. And they're relaxed. Everybody's got a gun. No, not only. I, I've been pulled over in Nevada. I've been pulled yeah. over in California Highway Patrol, too. They've never given me any crap for it. Because I've shown them the respect they deserve. Well, and they, these guys, 
whether you like it or not, they go to work and they put their life on the line every day. Whether you think it's okay or not, blah, 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 cry me a freaking river. Because you guys are the first people to call the cops when you need the cops, but you want to defund the cops. So, one tip. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Just comply. Listen. Listen, Linda. The officer tells you, show me your hands. Show him your fucking hands. Just listen. All the right. officer says, don't move. Don't move. One, so, more th- one more thing. If you guys really want to watch a good video about how to conduct yourself on a car stop, go to BJ Baldwin's Instagram page. And he has a video on there. That breaks it down. B.J. Baldwin is a huge Second Amendment pro-gun. Always has a gun on him. Do you have his handle? Uh, I can get it. All right. Let's get his handle. So B.J. Baldwin. Huge thing. And he basically breaks it down how he does it. And he's been a CCW. We'll give you the handle here in a um, second. It's just B.J. Baldwin. At B.J. Baldwin? At B.J. Baldwin. I don't know if it's an at. There's no at. But it's just B.J. And then B A L D W I N. That's it. Just type in, go to Instagram, type in BJ Baldwin, and right. it's somewhere on his Instagram page. I don't know exactly where it is. Um, if I can find it, I will try and add it on yeah. this podcast we'll, somewhere. We'll add it. We'll add it. I don't know how to do that, but we'll figure it out. But he breaks it down. On how he does it, how he's got his registration and his and his uh, insurance and a Ziploc baggie that he keeps in a certain spot, and that's the only thing that goes there. He pulls his license out, has that. I mean, it, it goes into great, great detail on how to deal with a car stop. Yeah, but here's the deal: is um, how do we get black people? Um, to feel like they're not getting targeted. Cause I, I honestly I don't I don't feel like I should feel safer getting pulled over versus a black person getting pulled over. Well is and it, that's and that's is the it, thing. Is it neighborhood? And that, like and, that's and this the is thing. this is all I want to bring up. That's the thing. Look do do your research. And I'm not saying us, because I mean I've done the research, you know. Uh, Patriot Aaron's done the research. But you need to look at the facts. More black people are killed by black people than they are by cops. There's a lot of white people that are killed by cops. There's a lot of Mexicans that are killed by cops. There's a lot of Mexicans that are killed by Mexicans. Everybody kills everybody. You want to talk about, you know, these these places, you know, that they're like, oh, the you know, the cops killed all this guy and this guy and that guy. Look at the highest crime rate in the world or in the in the US. Chicago, New York. Those those two places alone have the strictest gun laws in the country. And yet there's more murders in those two states by firearms than half the states combined. So I don't understand how it's only the cops that are killing people. In Chicago, it's gang on gang. It's black on black. It's Mexican on Mexican. It's white on 
white. It's black on Mexican. There's, there's, there's murders by the thousands in Chicago, which has one of the toughest gun laws in the country. But yet, it's the cops' fault. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Well, Aaron, we've been at this for almost an hour and a half. Yeah, we got, we got 15 more minutes. Yeah, I'm down. All right, so I want to get into this uh, Kyle kid. Kyle. Um, the oh, kid that, is that shot the one that shot guys. The, is that the one that shot the guy in the head? And then well, shot the guy in the arm? Well, in the stomach and then in the arm. The felon? No, he's not a felon. No, no, not Kyle, the guy that he shot. Yeah. He was a felon. So, all right. And he had a gun. So, Kyle Rittenhouse. Let, let's talk about Kyle Rittenhouse. 17-year-old. Let's just call him what he is. A motherfucking patriot. This motherfucker is a god dang patriot, man. So, um, well, actually, before we get going... You need another one? Yeah. Okay. Do you have to be home at a certain time? Oh, God. By like midnight. Here we go. By like midnight. Here we hours. go. Tammy's got a... It's time! Tammy's got an appointment in the morning. So I got the kids. Yeah. So do I have army in the morning. Yeah. What's your point? Christina has an appointment. What? Her hair. Oh, Tammy's got her lashes. Yeah. What, what's the matter, man? Why are you worried? Your kids can entertain themselves. Reagan can now that she can walk all over the place. I have a one-year-old, bro. So Patriot Mike has a one-year-old that just started walking the other day, and it's... Ugh, love it. it. It's like literally the day... You live to watch and live to die. Because as soon as they start walking... You're fucked. You are fucked. We both have older kids. We both have uh, kids that have been through the stages. So we both... Oh. Ready. Shh, 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 shh. That one wasn't as good. Hmm. Ooh, the ice is getting it. The ice is getting it tonight. Because it's 102 degrees. Still. You're 102 degrees. All right, so um, Kyle Rittenhouse. It's hot. Right, hold than on. The devil's dick. <coughs> what is that? Toyota 4Runner? Toyota. I think it's a Sequoia. A Sequoia? Did you really have to get that fancy? It's a fucking 4Runner, okay? No, and it's if, the bigger version. And if it's a Sequoia, fuck your Sequoia. All right. I'm sorry, we all can't have uh, high countries in our garages. If you only see my beer home. All right. So Kyle Rittenhouse, 17-year-old uh, motherfucking patriot, uh, drives 30 minutes to link up with another group of people to counter-protest. To protect the dealership. Well, it was to counter-protest BLM and Antifa from destroying businesses. Yeah. From, and then... Mind you, let's go here real quick. Let's not spend too much time. But the night before, 
they're burning a car dealership that supports Black Lives next, Matters next to a church where the sign on that church says Black Lives Matter. No, the sign on the dealership. Mm-mm. It was it was a church it was a church sign. Oh, I thought it was the dealership no, sign. The, the way the angle was, it made it look like yeah, it was a dealership. Yeah, because the church was over to the right. It was a storefront church. The dealership was over here, but they moved the camera angle to show uh-huh. the cars burning in the background. But regardless or not, this area supported BLM. Supported the Black Lives Matter, which I think all lives matter, not just Black Lives. We, I think we've gotten that. I mean. From where we've been uh, talking tonight, we I, th- I think we've made that clear. So, uh, anyways, um, he drives thirty minutes. He meets up with a group of ga- guys, and they get uh, yelled at. They get uh, accosted. They get all that stuff. So then, anyways, it uh, cut act to all you see is this Kyle Rittenhouse guy running, kind of towards a store. To the left of the store a little bit. And then um, this guy throws something at him. At first, people were calling it Molotov cocktail. It almost looks like a bag of shit. It um, like a shit bomb. But what I think it was, was uh, like a bag full of Coronas filled uh, masks. Dirty masks. Mm. I think it was. That is, no? It's possible. What about Corona filled socks? That's even bigger. Uh, whatever. Um, so he runs away, gets stuck in between a, a, a few cars. This guy um, runs after him, goes at him. A shot is fired, and then another shot's fired. So it was like a... And then a rifle shot. And to me, I've been around rifles and pistols forever. The first shot sounded like a pistol to me. The second shot sounded like a rifle. Well, this guy gets shot in the fucking head. And I'm not saying that it's okay, but if this guy pulled the gun out and shot at Kyle, and Kyle blew his fucking brains out, I'm with Kyle. Win stupid games, win stupid prizes. I'm with Kyle. Free Kyle Rittenhouse. And we'll get into this a little bit more. Now, cut act three. Kyle's running down the street. Now, here's the deal is I don't know how these videos connect. So I don't know for sure. I'm telling you how I've seen it so far and what I think. Now, Kyle's running down the street. He's gassed out. He's 17 years old. He doesn't look like a marathon runner. Maybe he could be. I could be completely wrong. But he just looks like he's gassed out. And I'm telling you, I've been in these situations. When you get in a firefight and you're, and then you're running along the road, you're gassed out real quick because your adrenaline's pumping so fast. And then all of a sudden, when it starts to come down, it comes down extremely fast. Just as fast as it jumps in, right? Yeah. It goes back down. So he could be gassed out. I don't know. But he's running kind of slow down the middle of the road. People are getting out of his way. Well, people are chasing him. All of a sudden, a couple guys start jumping at him. One guy 
decides to take a skateboard and try to bash him over the head, Kyle pops him in the stomach. Done. Pops him in the stomach. I don't know why you're chasing a guy with an AR-15. I know I wouldn't be. If I'm a guy that's going against protest, the one guy I'm not jumping a, uh, 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 at is a guy with an AR-15. And this kid knew what he was doing. And I want to thank not only Kyle, but I want to thank Kyle's dad or mom or aunt or uncle, whoever taught you how to properly handle a rifle. Good job, bro. Or ma'am, good job. Because you taught this kid well. He did what he needed to do. Now, should he have been out there? That's a whole nother story to talk about. But at this point, it doesn't matter. He's out there. So, pops this guy in the stomach. Another guy rolls up, sees he has his AR-15 pistol pointed at him. He decides, oh, fuck no. Steps back, pulls his pistol out, gets ready to execute Kyle. Regardless of how you want to flip the story, this is how it happens. He pulled the pistol out to execute Kyle in the road because he wanted to be a hero. And what did Kyle do? Kyle blew your motherfucking arm off, bitch. You will never use your right arm again. He was in in the same way. He I'm was second talking place in I, the uh, Milwaukee Quick Trial competition. I'm talking to you, Mr. Antifa. You want to come for us as we're locked and loaded? You better. You better. Be prepared. He was also because a child molester. Us Patriots? No, not this guy. Oh, the guy that got shot in the head was. Yes. Us Patriots will shoot first because we have been taught that it's better to be judged by 12 than carried by 6. Boom. Boom. All right. So, uh, Mr. Uh, person that was just holding a cell phone in his hand. There's, I, I there's looking, a, there's a million the pictures. Video. There's I was a, looking for the video. I have on BJ Baldwin's. Oh, oh, okay. I found it. Oh, so we'll, we'll get to that in a second. I have, I have the video saved of, uh, all these videos of the, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse situation and Kyle, man, We'll tell you, me, me, myself, and uh, Patriot Mike, man, we're with you 120. Um, percent We are. We we saw that the lawyer that got Nick Sandman, super high profile lawyer, that got case. well, that got Nick Sandman paid money. Money is taking your case. Good for you, bro. I love it. I love it. This, if if this this lawyer or this uh, um, company, whatever it is, gets you off, that's going to give conservatives a big momentum push because we're going to know we got someone backing us. Because here's the deal, and I think your name is Mrs. Lind. 
Um, I can't remember exactly. Mrs. Lind, maybe whoever is representing uh, Rittenhouse and then representing Salmon. You got Sandman out with a settlement. Huh? You got Sandman out with a settlement. Let's see what you can do without a settlement. And I hope you're just as good. We're with you, bro. 120%. We got your back. You have given Patriots a bigger reason to stand up more than you know. And you've given us the fire in our belly. Donald Trump has given us this fire for a while. And you reignited it a little bit more, man. So, hey, I applaud you. I applaud everybody out there standing their ground. I applaud the lady that didn't raise her fist in, in, uh, um, when Antifa was up in their face. I applaud the gentleman that didn't raise his fist when Antifa and BLM was in his face trying to force them. You know, yeah, um, that's how you make a statement right there, is you be an outcast. Don't be a sheep. Be the wolf. Uh, I'm not even seeing be a wolf. Hey, how about be a sheepdog? How about we guide these fools? How about we take these fools and take them to where they need to be? <clears throat> be a sheepdog. Well, that's, that's, that's law enforcement. Mm. Law enforcement are the sheepdog. They're the ones that keep the herd safe. Mm. Mm. You're thinking in, bigger, in, in little, like, smaller terms, though. Oh, yeah. Bigger terms. People that don't, aren't affected by law enforcement. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're thinking street terms. We don't need to be wolves because what we don't want to do is destroy our appointment, uh, opposition. We don't want to destroy them. We want them to see. So continue to guide. I don't know how to end this. How, how do we end this? Hold on. Oh, jeez. He couldn't wait five seconds? Oh. We're going to get better at this, guys. We will. Maybe. No, we will. Oh, pizza. He's hungry. I'm hungry. I'm starving. Patriot Mike is starving. All right. Actually, I think we go with... Um, I thought I got a... I think we go with the uh, part of my American uh, exit. When when I say where we go one, you say where we go all. Okay. It's a QAnon. So where we go one. Where we go all. No, we go all. Oh. Where we go one, we go all. Oh, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> this is terrible. This we is need, number one. We need a kinky clinky at the end of it. A kinky? A clinky? kinky clinky. Austin Powers. Kinky clinky. All right. Where we go one. We go all. All right. See you, motherfuckers.